are. Um, I'm super excited. Thank you guys so much again for doing this um, today. It's going to be a great experience today as we look again at some of Mission's axioms. Before we jump into the specific one we're going to be talking about today, let's talk for a second about what Mission's axioms are, where they came from, why we why we have them. Yeah. So we have them because we had all worked together. We were planting a church together. But we hadn't ever like defined the culture that we wanted all the way. We knew it was right when we when it was right, but then when something was wrong and we didn't know why we didn't like a decision that was made or a way that something was handled, we couldn't put our finger on it. And so what we started was like, hey, what was off about that thing that we did? Or what was off about the way somebody did something? Or when we heard something, we're like, yeah, that's what we want to be true about us. Mm-hmm. And so what we did was we would have a whiteboard behind us and we would just start writing things on the board. Super official. Yeah, super <laughs> official. Well, they we, were in permanent marker. They were. So they yeah, some true. of them were accidentally. <laughs> So, uh, but we would put them up there. It was because it would remind us of like why something is true and that we want to hold to as a, some more aspirational and some more like tactical of how we operate together. So that's where the axioms came from. It's not super, you know, uh, awesome. It's just how we wanted to work together. Yeah. And we kind of developed this long list of them Mm -hmm. that became true about our culture. Uh, That's kind of what an axiom is. Like this is what defines our culture. And so what we're trying to do with this podcast is just break them down, hear the history of how they started, and then go into more details about what it looks like. So we always talk about how we can't delegate what we can't define. So continuing to not just for our own staff and our own team, define these things and make them make sense and understand them well, but to pass them on. And if it's helpful, for people, great. If it's if it's not, hopefully they'll forget we said it, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Good. That. So today's um, axiom that I want to talk through is uh, one that we say a lot, which is find where God is working and join Him there. So first, what where that come from? Where that start? How does that work and play out at mission? Yeah, I I remember so Bob Buford uh, was a guy who wrote a book called Halftime. And we had an opportunity to sit with him and kind of hear from him. And he was the first person I heard articulate that phrase, that one of the things that he did uh, in his business, even as a leader, he had multiple cable companies that he was running, uh, was exactly that. He said, "I, I just try to look for where God's working and then get behind that instead of trying to manufacture and create momentum pay attention to where the Holy Spirit's moving and then divert all of your energy there, which sounds really simple. Uh, but the working out of that is actually really challenging. So, and it's, it's a phrase that's got thrown around by a bunch of people. So I don't know if that's the first time you heard it or where you heard it from. No, I no, it's a hundred percent with that of like, I, I think, we sometimes take too much credit ourselves of like, we are God's gift <laughs> to humanity, to like uh, the city we live in or the church we're a part of or the organization we're a part of. Isn't this place so glad that God put me here? Uh, that's not the, the, the posture that we want to have as leaders. Mm-hmm. We want to be the kind of people that are like, God was here way before I got here. God's going to be here way after I'm gone. This is my lap to run this race. So we don't have to create everything or get credit for everything. Mm -hmm. Where is God already working and how can we get behind that? So practically how that played out for us as a church is uh, God's already been moving in Ventura way before we got here. Right. Like (laughs) clearly. (laughs) So now when we show up, we don't have to recreate everything. God's already been moving and drawing people to himself. We're just joining that part. There's organizations in Ventura that have been doing amazing stuff that God's been using for 
decades, longer, right. you know, multiple mm-hmm. decades. So why would we come up, come in and try to be, be new and recreate the wheel? Like that feels like a waste of resources and energy and like trying to take too much credit. Like, right. well, let's just get behind what God's already doing clearly mm-hmm. through that organization. Um, so that's how it's played out a little bit. Yeah. And I've, I've even seen, um, I've seen both at mission, other organizations, and then just in business where you have a strategy and you have goals and you have these real things that you're trying to accomplish. And so you're driving towards these things. And and especially when you get stuck, uh, you can start to see things peripherally that like there's, there's movement over here. There's things that are happening here. It's almost like there's things trying to happen. And as a leader, you're trying to make a decision in that moment. Do we pivot? and move to this direction and realign, change strategy, go a new direction because it seems like there's energy and momentum over here, or is that a distraction? Right. And it's going to take us away from the thing that we're just supposed to stay disciplined on and keep moving towards. And, and that's really, I think where the tension lies for us is, is how do you know which that is and what's your process for deciding? Yeah. That was actually my, my question, which I, so I want you to expound maybe a little bit on that. This yeah. how, literally, I'm like, how do you know? No, it's, how do it, you know where he's working? Is it him or is it distracted? It's really complicated. Yeah. This is where it's art and science, not science. It's like trying to figure it out. Because hmm. um, I would always look for fruit. And hmm. by fruit, I mean like fruits of the spirit. Yes, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. All of that stuff should be happening from whatever we're joining. Because if God's there and God's working, then that's the fruit that's coming from it. But there's also impact fruit that we want to like where, like, so if this organization has been doing this thing, like, is there impact fruit from it? And is it real? Like facts are friends. So Mm -hmm. is it real? Well, we don't need to go create that organization. We need to join that organization. But there is this tension, like when you read in the Old Testament, you know, David's on the run from Saul. Like, you know, and David's already been promised to be the king and Saul's out, but Saul's hunting David down. And, and David has his group of men hiding in this cave where Saul comes to use the bathroom. Mm. I don't want to get too crass, but <laughs> you can read it. It's great. But it looks like, like it, to David's men, it's like, oh my goodness, God mm. is so in this. Yeah, opportunity. Like he yeah. delivered Saul mm-hmm. to your hands with mm-hmm. no army. We can go through this fight without dying. He's right here. And all David does, does is cut off a little corner of the cloak and just to let him know, like I could have, but it wouldn't have been honoring to God. So sometimes what looks like a God thing, what feels <laughs> like a God thing, maybe even the circumstances that God has done it, isn't done in God's way with the fruit or the impact that mm-hmm. he would want to have. So you got to, it's really really difficult. So how, how do you, how do you tell like when you're in the moment and you're like, I'm looking for like fruit of the spirit and I'm looking for impact fruit is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Not just the opportunity. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think as believers, especially in, in how we lead, hopefully we are surrendering and praying and asking God to like speak to us and and lead us. And so there is a discernment piece where it, it, Mm -hmm. I've never had, you know, a situation where I've, prayed for clarity and heard the voice of God or gotten like the billboard type thing. <laughs> Although I did have a sweatshirt at Old Navy once that did said Ventura. Yeah, it said Ventura, it said Ventura right on it in Rockford, Illinois. So I guess that, I guess that actually did happen. Uh, but, <laughs> That's right. but there is, there is like a, uh, just uh, like an awareness mm. for, for a stirring or for like a, a, a sense of direction and, and you're just trying to cultivate the type of life that can hear those things and pay attention to those mm. things. And so sometimes that happens through uh, real results like fruit. You can see like metrics and see 
results or sales or customers or things happening over here in a business. And sometimes it's much more subtle where it's like I've had this thought or this idea kind of swirling around in the back of my head. And then all of a sudden, over the course of two weeks, you know, I had three different conversations that mm. came up in different environments with people that wouldn't have known that this was happening. So it's it's almost this cultivating the inner life mm. to such a point where you can be so sensitive to all the ways that God may whisper to you about opportunities. Because mm. none of these things for us have been around, like it would have been sin to have missed it, or it would have right. uh, been wrong to have missed it. But they were all opportunities that we would have just missed out on and right. missed the front seat. Someone else would have had it. Someone right. else would have. We right. talked before about like seizing the opportunities of part of leadership. So this is an opportunity a lot of times that we're trying to seize and step into. And I'd say the last thing about this would be uh, that's why we uh, one of the other axioms when we talk about later is like bullets than cannonballs. Mm -hmm. So part of it is going like we're, we want to experiment and we want to continue to try new things. And so in that process, even you're trying to pay attention for what's trying to work. Mm -hmm. uh, even though I may have something else that I'd want to see work, you are stepping back objectively and going, all right, if we're just looking through unbiased lenses here, where is there clearly some momentum or what is trying to work or where's the opposite? Can we start canceling yeah. things or shutting <clears throat> things down, which will help clarify the others? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we get trapped into like anytime somebody says, God told me, it's like they're playing the God card down. I get nervous about <laughs> yeah. that because how do you argue? It's difficult to argue, it's like, yeah. it's And what I would say, when God tells us something, it you usually don't have to say that he told us. <laughs> it's everyone knows that mm. this is what mm. God is leading us to. So I would be nervous yeah. about that or I'd be hesitant about that as we're like going like, I really feel like we should do this because it's an opportunity. And God told me last night, I'd be like, wait a minute, like, hold on. He didn't tell me that. So what did you eat that I didn't eat last night? Uh, the other part is, is there are as leaders or as leading something, there's so many opportunities ahead of us. Like, so um, I'm somebody who thinks future oriented. And so I love opportunities. I love what could be. I live in like, what do we need to do next? What is the future? But I've had to learn and I'm not great at it yet, but I'm like learning that Every opportunity isn't necessarily a God thing. The opportunities are just opportunities. And every yes to a future opportunity means that there's things that we have to say no to in the now. Right. And so it's a finite, like I have, I have finite time. Mm -hmm. I have finite money. I have finite energy. I have fi I'm finite. So it, it, we want to work where God is working, but we can't do everything that God is doing because that's not our job. Right. So our yes needs to be in a specific spot. Like there wasn't a night to remember anywhere in Ventura County when we got here. We fired a bullet, which we'll talk about later, but we tried it <clears throat> and we weren't recreating it. We were starting it. So that's right. new. And but there were tons. And so we kept going with that. There were tons of organizations that were doing good, like Food Share, mm -hmm. where like, well, we can't do, we could do a pantry with Mission, right. but they're better at yeah. it. So why don't we right. just join where God's already clearly working in our county and get behind them mm -hmm. and resource them? So. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When you're, that yes and no thing is so tricky, and I think it's something we face in ministry and business and as parents, all the, all the things that we do. So when you say yes to something and no to something else or in a leadership position where you're having to make a decision and really believe you're trying to follow God where he's leading, somebody's going to be disappointed. Yep. So in leadership, it's like if you have to make a definitive decision, somebody's going to be mad, right? Yep. <laughs> so how do you how do you handle that? How do you deal with that? What do you do about that? 
and how you keep how do you know you're pushing forward and following where God's working in spite of like making people well I'll jump in a little bit so <clears throat> first of all you have you have to leadership means you have to put your big girl and big boy pants on <laughs> because it's like being a basketball ref hmm. when you blow the whistle and make a call half of the place is mad at you and mm. thinks that you're an idiot. <laughs> and half of the place is glad. Loves you. Yeah. Yes. So and half one, of that is right. Yeah, and half of that is right. <laughs> yes. One of my le- favorite leadership definitions. you usually don't know as yep. a leader. Right. <laughs> Could be and one of my favorite half. leadership definitions right now is disappointing people at a rate they can stand. <laughs> so learning to be comfortable with that, and that's not easy yeah. at all. And so having that humble confidence that I feel like this is what we're supposed to do with all the information I've been given, I feel like this is where God is calling us to and we're going to step forward and being humble enough to not need to be right mm-hmm. if you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Like to go like, as far as I can tell, this is what we want to do now. And I, I want to lead well with this thing that's in front of us. And once I know that I'm wrong, like we'll correct quickly, hopefully. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there's there's probably some principles, right? Of like, you got to be really clear on what your ultimate objectives are. So whether that's a mission statement, either for your personal life or your business, there has to be some clarity on what is it that I'm trying to accomplish because that informs what I'm willing to disappoint people over. Hmm. So I need to know, is this a major or a minor thing? And am I, and am I, who am I willing to disappoint with these decisions? And, and in what areas would I be willing? So even just on parenting, like you think about like, we all disappoint our kids, but there's times when we disappoint our kids because we have extreme clarity on what's best for them in the season through the lens of where we're trying to take them in their growth and in their development. But without that clarity, then we're really being steered on their response to our decisions and the disappointment. And that may work out okay, it may not. But for the short term, it may feel like you get a win because they're happy. But in the long term, you really are going to ultimately disappoint uh, them because they're not going to turn out who you were trying to grow them up to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that applies to our businesses and other things we're leading, nonprofits, church as well. It's not a people pleasing. So it's not like, uh, I just, you know, I don't want to disappoint people. It, there is a clear, like, because of what I'm trying to accomplish or where we're trying to take people, um, through that lens, who are we willing to not meet their expectations around certain things because yeah. of what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I heard that Jim's really good at disappointing his kids. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I'm excelled. I'm excelled at it. At it. So I, I think... Well, especially if it comes to like anything they need everything. me to fix. <laughs> but I do think it's like what we've worked through together is like there's things that we could do. Like right. we have an mm-hmm. awesome church in an awesome county. We could do, you name it, we could, prob- we could right. do it. There's things that we all then go like, and they're good things. They're good things. Yeah, they're great. All God really honoring. Things. Things. Yeah, right. You know, could and then there's like things that we should do, and this is where we mm-hmm. talk about trying not to should on each other. <laughs> like, you know what mission should do, or you yeah. know what you should do, Jen. Mm-hmm. It, like, so we have to figure out as leaders what is it the could that we do. The we should. I feel con- a little conviction around this, and then we wh- where you want to go. Where actually I, I don't think people get to is like, what do I have to or what must I do? Mm, mm-hmm. So I think that's where you get into some conviction around. I feel like this is the opportunity that God is calling us to seize, and rarely has that has that ever been in isolation for me. Mm. So that's always been in community of processing. Here's the opportunities we could. We should be about this, but we have to and must. And so you're like moving stuff through those filters. Mm-hmm. And that's, that probably gives you some, that help, has helped me. Yeah, anyway. that's great. I, I think some other filters I've, we've even used 
that I think could apply whether you're church or work or home or whatever. Um, like, cause I know part of one of my jobs was for a while was doing outreach stuff and working with organizations, great organizations doing great things that, but, but knowing that we say yes to them, it means we say no to others. And so trying to balance that there, there were key things that I would always look for that would help me go like, this is, this could potentially be a place God's working. So I'll, I'll throw out some just to get your juices flowing because maybe there are more too, but like, I would always look for, um, you know, do they have a great leader? Like is their leader and their mission on point with what we're doing and what's their team like? What's their what's their ethos like as a team? Like, do they work as a team? Like, food share is a great example. We we I, I would like go undercover. <laughs> it's not really, but like I'd go volunteer for an organization before we would partner right. just good. to see what that volunteer experience is like. And right. they were so much so similar to us. They it was fun. It was organized. Not not that we're fun on always fun and organized, but you know what I mean? Like, but there, sure, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, fun for sure. <laughs> but, um, but you know, like I was like, Oh, there's, there's similarities here. This mm-hmm. feels like close to what we do. So, so some of those kind of things that maybe would feel like tangible things to grasp when you're looking kind of, Oh, I, I think God might be up to something here. Yeah. I, I, I read a book called upstream. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking also at like, we, we talk about hand ups, not handouts. Like when we're thinking, where is God working, where we can actually have help people get up and established, you know, or organizations that are doing that, not just exacerbating, sorry, it's a big word, exacerbating <laughs> the problem that exists currently. Right. Mm. So where, who is actually fighting the upstream battle to solve, like, let's say homelessness or child or hunger in our county? Like who's fighting the bigger problem upstream, not just the results downstream? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched you intuitively like you, I don't know that you know how to define it, but that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been something when I read that book, yeah. it put language to me mm-hmm. of like what we're trying to, mm-hmm. where we're trying to navigate how to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I probably would want to clarify something that could be misinterpreted by what we're saying too, yeah. would be like, then if we choose not to partner with this organization and oh, do this thing sure. that we're implying God's not working. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, oh, so the lens, sure, yeah. the lens that we're speaking through is really around, like you said, decisions with limited resources and mm-hmm. limited opportunities. Mm-hmm. Saying yes to one means no to another. Mm-hmm. So there is though, uh, probably extracting from that lens, the idea of God's wired us to be a certain way. We, mm-hmm. we have certain skills and gifts that we bring, certain experiences, a certain story that God's writing. And when we start to see then opportunities that start to align with what God's put in our hand, where our passions are, uh, and where we're competent, that, that's even when we start to see like, oh, God's like aligning some of those things uh, for us to step into. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. So with what I'm saying, what I would agree 100%, us saying we can't partner with that organization right now doesn't mean we don't think, we think that God they're is, awesome. that yeah. they're not, all, yeah, totally. they're amazing yeah. and God is working through them. Yeah. But I think what happens sometimes in individuals is that they'll come to us and go like, mm-hmm. mission should do blank, blank and blank. And I'm like, we, we you know, you know what, we maybe, maybe. should, <laughs> yeah. but I think God has placed that in you. Mm-hmm. And I think you're shooting on the organization is really you trying to offload what God has placed on your heart that you need to get involved in. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's where like, when it comes to the individual, where is God calling me to work? And where is like, that's a really important 
not just on an organizational level, but like on an individual level. And that may be different than the organization you lead. Mm -hmm. You may go volunteer for big brother, big sister, whatever. Your new organization has nothing to do with that. But God has placed that on your heart, so you better be about it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I'd love for like this group to connect would be some of the stuff that we've been working through is like understanding our story, knowing Mm -hmm. how we're wired. And if I'm leading at work or at home or nonprofit or where I play, part of paying attention for where God's working uh, can just simply be for opportunities God's creating for you to have an impact. Right. It doesn't have to be this results-driven thing mm-hmm. and where I can grow my business or where you know, we can see growth. It really mm-hmm. can be like I've, I'm running a salon, mm-hmm. then I'm paying attention for like the spiritual gifts God's given me, how he's wired me, and where is he creating opportunities for me to do his work through my business. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of even that mindset you yeah. can bring. I would even yeah. say like a friend of ours that goes to mission – and is amazing. Um, he leads IT at a campus, mm-hmm. and he was kept having this burden of like, I feel like God has placed me on this campus mm-hmm. to be like a pastor. I'm <laughs> like, dude, you lead IT. You're not a pastor on the. I'm just joking with him, but <laughs> he. But he, all of a sudden, like people would just be coming up mm-hmm. to him and like, hey, can we talk? I'm going through this. Like, will That's you pray awesome. with me? Like, mm-hmm. he's done funerals. He's like the <laughs> like. I'm like, he's amazing. Yeah. And he would have never. He would have missed that opportunity. Mm-hmm. If but, had he not been leaning into where God was mm-hmm. like uniquely placing, and where the, where yeah. even like you saw that play out then of like where God was working, like even the organization, which was not a Christian organization, saw momentum there and went, "Hey, this is like we this think peer good. support's a good thing, and we think like having our staff cared for." So they actually created a chaplain's program, and he <laughs> like so that's, <laughs> that's that is awesome. a great example right. of yeah that had nothing to do with his job right. that had or, to do with or his, our church or, right yeah yeah that had mm-hmm. to, uniquely that had to do with his true vocation. Mm-hmm. Which was a calling to ministry, mm-hmm. and he was doing that in the marketplace right. with his job, and so paying attention for in that context where is God working and where is He creating mm-hmm. opportunities? And it was amazing to watch how how God created so much fruit yep. from that. It's it's really kind of that daily discipline of it, like what you were talking about earlier of sensitivity to mm-hmm. being available and open, and then saying yes. And we will get into bullets and shooting a bullet before a cannibal, just that idea of like trying something small, seeing if there's momentum there. And, and when, when it hits the target, you know, like, Oh, this is actually, we do that all the time. And it, I think sometimes looks like we've also tried a lot of things that haven't worked, you know, (laughs) over and over. Well, we shot a lot of bullets that totally missed the target, you know, but you just didn't notice as much because they were bullets, right? right? <laughs> They're cheap and you can be accurate yeah. with them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they don't make that big of Exactly. Yeah. I, I think the just cautions I would give out of this is some of us are dreamers hmm. and we think so huge about what we could do that we get then like hampered hmm. by a week. How, it's so big what God has given me to mm-hmm. do. I, I don't even know how to take a step, so I'm going to just pull back from it. Yep. So I would, I would say, or hmm. we think like, Man, to do that the way I want to do it, I'm going to have to quit my job and go live on a mountain for four <laughs> years. And I'm like, no, no, no. Just yeah. take a step on what God has maybe, where God is working. Mm-hmm. You don't have to overcommit on the like, you know, like for you, like you love starting things, building partnerships, like getting things off the ground. You probably aren't going to manage them for 20 mm-hmm. years. So, yeah, but so to think through, to, so to think <laughs> through like uh, something that God has given you, where God is moving you to work that you've got to think through the 25 year plan, mm-hmm. that's not going to work mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. But getting it started, 
it's going to work for you. Right. And so like, I think depending, knowing how you're wired and mm-hmm. how God is going to move you towards where he's got you and what opportunities he's going is really yeah. important too. Yeah. The coolest part of all of this, and, and it, we've probably said it in another podcast, probably say it again, is, you know, that part that success is obedience yep. and it's really showing up every day to do that. And, and I think that idea of going, not just like, what is my life going to mean and how can I make it matter? But where is God working? How can I join him there today mm-hmm. in simple ways at where I live, work, and play? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's super powerful. Yeah, exclamation point. Success is obedience mm-hmm. to what God has called us to. Yeah. The success doesn't mean up and to the right mm-hmm. success. Yeah. Obedience is the goal. And I think sometimes we think success equals when I feel important or when I feel like I've done a good job, mm-hmm. but, but God's going, no, it may be my will to crush you <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's success. Mm-hmm. And cause I've got something prepared for you after the crushing. Yeah. We don't, we'll it's talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll save that for But success podcast. is obedience <laughs> yeah, is massive. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you guys. It was super helpful. I'm so glad we got to unpack that a little bit yeah. and, uh, join where God's working today, right now, where you are. And, um, that's a fun journey. Thank you.